Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menounos, your life improvement series starts now. Perfectionism is something that we all really struggle with, I think, especially as females. So we thought that this episode would be so poignant, so perfect to rerun on this beautiful Monday. I hope you all enjoy. Maria shares all her secrets and what she's learned about perfectionism and how to overcome it. And it's a really beautiful episode that I know is going to speak to so many. So please enjoy, share it with someone who needs to hear it and hear this message. We love you, Heal Squad, and grateful for you always. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together, the couch edition. I'm coming off a little allergy from something I ate, so forgive me. Uh, Our quote of the day, have no fear of perfection. (laughs) You'll never reach it. Salvador Dali. Heel Squad. We're going to be talking about perfectionism today. We're talking perfectionism because I was inspired by our chat with Lisa when she talked about having to kind of break down perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, as you know, if you watch the show, I mentioned that I was starting to realize how much of perfectionism, how much perfectionism has like kind of driven my, my vehicle or like ruled my roost or run the ride. Run the ride. Yeah. I think that's what you said this week. Run the ride. Mm Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a lot of us, <clears throat> perfectionism runs our ride and we're not, I don't know, at least for me, like when you guys brought it up, I was like, damn, like, because I think that there are certain people who are seen as like perfectionists or we think that. And so we're like, oh, we're not that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay. You actually are. And oh, so, yeah. it, you know, so anyways, it's, oof, it definitely runs a lot of our rides. Yeah. I think that's a main difference between men and women. Men are okay, just kind of like whatevs, because there's no societal norm that they have to deal with where it's like, they're not taught environmentally, they have to be perfect. Women are. Mm -hmm. Every Instagram post you see, it's like filters and Facetune and perfect outfits and perfect house and perfect life. And the guys have, I mean, only saying this from experience, I literally had a friend the other day who 
I had posted a um, with one of the filters and then I did one like without it. And I was like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like how it alters my face. He literally was like, I don't get the difference. And I was like, oh my God, you guys have no idea. Yeah. You have like, that's crazy. And yeah. not everyone, not all of them, but that kind of opened my eyes. Yeah. It's just different for men and women. Like we have to, and we were, we're doing it to ourselves too, but you know, the pressure to be perfect starts, I think with your family, right? Like my parents, you know, teaching me that I had to be a good girl and, you know, even just think about like the little things they dress us up, they put the pretty bows in our hair Everything has to be just right. Everything has to yeah. match everything. Mm-hmm. The shoes. I remember the holidays were always like a big deal. Like we had to kind of show up at the church and look really nice. And this one time, like I didn't want to wear a dress was like a big problem with my mom. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I think early on there's a lot of that. And then everybody's like, oh my God, you're so pretty or every all the compliments are based on our appearance oh yeah they're never like oh you're so smart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right always oh i mean and not always not i hate always. always there are some but it's much more geared towards appearance correct especially for girls mm-hmm. and for guys it's like oh my god they're so good at sports or they're so good at this or right. they're just fucking good at everything right <laughs> just like we're just cute we're just yeah pretty Yeah. So I think that it kind of builds from there. And then of course, women on women pressure, right? Oh, I think that's some of the worst. Like, I mean, I know if you ask a lot of females, right? It's like, who, who do you dress for? It's not guys, it's girls. Yes. And I think that that really like, I don't know, that's, that's, I think in the last couple of years with Instagram and stuff been definitely on the rise and really toxic and sad. Yeah. And scary. Um, Kelsey pulled some really good uh, quotes here on perfectionism. So experts define perfectionism as a combination of excessively high personal standards and overly critical self-evaluations. Oh, um, toxic perfectionism seems to hit young people really hard. According to estimates, almost 30% of undergraduates experience symptoms of depression and perfectionism has been widely associated with these symptoms. So, um, these trends have been on the rise over the past few decades, particularly in English speaking cultures. Curran and Hill studied more than 40,000 American Canadian and British college students and found that in 1989 through 2016, Oh my God, I just ate a bug. Oh my God. Hey, asshole, get away. Oh, I just killed him on the B of Better Together. (laughs) What a show. He smashed into my lip, bonked off, and I just murdered him. And I don't feel good about it, but I didn't want him to go in my (laughs) mouth. You did it. Oh, wow. Gross. Wow. The bug doesn't like your talk about perfectionism. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the squished bug. Oh, nice. Oh, oh. That's your cursor. Sorry. Uh, That kind of does look like a bug. (laughs) Okay. Anything can happen here. Here we go. Um, So back to (laughs) the study. So the study of these students found that from 1989 to 2016, the proportion of people who exhibited traits of perfectionism increased drastically up to 33%. 
and has coincided with cultural changes that serve to exasperate these feelings. The rising trends were evident in all three types of perfection, but perhaps most concerning was the rise of socially prescribed perfectionism. Young people are seemingly internalizing a preeminent contemporary myth that things, including themselves, should be perfect. Which, hello, is what Instagram is all about. Mm -hmm. So the three types of perfectionism. Which, did you know this? That there was three types? I know. I was, poor Pooja this morning. I'm like, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's interesting. I think it's cool. I I know Kelsey's like having these mind-blowing moments. Truly. Carry on. So the three types are self-oriented perfectionism. So those who attach irrational importance to being perfect, hold unrealistic expectations of themselves and are highly critical of themselves. Check. Socially prescribed perfectionism. Mm. Those who believe their social circle is excessively demanding, that others judge them harshly, and that they must display perfection to secure approval and avoid rejection. We live in Hollywood. Check. Yeah. <clears throat> as much as I'd like to say, no, I don't think so. But like, yeah, if I'm going to go to an event, I got to be dressed to the nines. It has to be perfect because I'm getting photographed and I'm going to be judged. Mm-hmm. Am I on the best dress list or am I on the worst dress list? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If we're going to be fair, we got to be honest. Yep. Okay. Other oriented perfectionism. Those who impose unrealistic standards on people around them and evaluate others critically. Hmm. Check. You can't, I don't think you can just be one of these things if you have perfectionism in you. I agree. Because I know with Kevin, I will be like so mad if we're in the car and neither of us, okay, this is a crazy story. So recently I was driving to AfterBuzz, our network, and I forgot how to get there. I knew if I took a certain road, if I just stayed on that road, I would be there, right? But I wanted to get on the highway. And for the life of me, I could not remember how to get to my own company. And so I called Kevin. I said, honey, how do I get to Afterbus? And he told me just to take the road because it's easier because he couldn't remember either. No way. And I go, and then I'm getting mad. I'm like, how the heck do the two of us not know (laughs) where the building we own is, where the business we run is, what is wrong with us? And I will get so upset. Because I just think that is insane that we don't know. I think it sounds pretty insane though too, right? No. I mean, here's the thing. Kelsey. So many, I mean, yes and no, but you also have a lot (laughs) going on in your brain. And I think so many of us have brain farts like that where it's like, don't you, I feel like half the time I'm driving, especially if like I'm driving to your house. It's a place I go every day. I like black out my whole way there. And I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah, that happens to me all the time You know, so I think that like, especially you who's so busy, you probably like weren't thinking every time you drove there. So when it's like, okay, wait, how do I get here? You're actually thinking about it. It's like, wait, I don't know if I actually know how to get here. Mm -hmm. It's more muscle memory. So I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy to me. Yeah. Well, so that's why I know I do that. So did you figure it out? Yeah. Eventually I just got on the highway and I'm like, Marie, you got to figure this out. And then when (laughs) I got on the highway and I got close, I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember this exit. Right. Because that's where I used to take guitar. You said so. guitar? Yeah, because I used to take guitar, oh, I wasn't right? sure if you said, like, I wasn't sure if you said guitar. No, and then I would take that exit to go to guitar, too. She's going to play us a song. I the honestly next don't think I can remember anything right now. 
But she'll practice. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, the three types of perfectionism. Um there is some research that shows that small amounts are passed on from generation to generation. However, the biggest differences that they see in perfectionism across individuals can be attributed to the social processes. The immediate family environment, like I mentioned this morning, uh, first about, you know, kind of where I think it all starts. So the immediate family environment and the broader social environment that we're brought up in. So it's most prevalent in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they see high levels of self-oriented perfectionism in the UK and Canada. Um, who is this group, by the way, that you got this from? So I actually <clears throat> took it from two different, um, I cross-checked with two different websites. It was Goop and these two, uh, I think their names are on the top of oh, yeah. the statistics. Medical News Today and Goop. Psychologists mm -hmm. Thomas Curran and Andrew Hill. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, Pretty crazy. Socially prescribed perfectionism is the most debilitating of the three forms. So that one is the one where your social circle is demanding mm -hmm. and you're so afraid of being judged harshly that you have to be perfect to get their approval. And... Based on their findings on rising perfectionism and the variations we see across countries, this raises important questions about how we're structuring society and whether our society's emphasis on competition and social comparison is benefiting young people. Well, no, I don't think so. <clears throat> Let's see here. Whether it's the number of friends young people have on Facebook, the number of likes they get on Instagram, the number of goals they score in soccer, or their GPA in school, everything is given a metric. This is done to sift, sort, and rank young people in a culture that prizes achievement, image, and merit above everything else. Isn't that funny? I was just looking at Instagram and I saw that some people now have their likes turned off. Mm -hmm. So you don't know how many likes that picture has gotten, which I think is such a like healthy thing. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes agree. I'll look at a post and be like, why did that fail? <laughs> how come that didn't do well? Right? Because... Absolutely. For me, Instagram is a business. Like right. I, you know, I'm using it for my personal reasons too, but if it wasn't tied to my business, I would not do it. And I know that's how most people feel because everyone feels how kind of difficult and toxic it can be. Well, I think you're used to a certain standard, right? So your one post is really well. So when another post doesn't do as well, you've failed. And mm -hmm. like, how crazy is that? Like, that's not, like, you're not failing. Yeah. But you see it like that because like you said, A, it's a business for you. And B, you're just comparing it to another one that like did so well. And also you're probably comparing it to other people's who, you know, you maybe think are like in your realm. I don't know. I just think that's like... It's also wild. I just compare it to other ones that did well. So then mm -hmm. it's like, to me, I can kind of tell what my audience likes and doesn't like. So but it's a smart way to do it. Yeah. But it's so oh, crazy. Okay. So we tend to see this idea, but I really am going to look into that and might do it. I think it's great. I think it'd be such a healthy thing to do. Mm -hmm. we, we tend to see this idea of meritocracy. If we strive hard enough, we'll get the rewards and status. If we don't strive hard enough then our due rewards are to live with less money and benefits. Mm. Whoa. Right? So what happens when you're a perfectionist? Many studies have identified a link between perfectionism and depression, anxiety, and in the worst case, suicide. I, pff, I get that. 
According to the most recent global health estimates, the World Health Organization, serious mental illness, such as depression and anxiety, afflict a record number of young people. In reflecting on our findings, then, one issue of special relevance is the harm and psychological difficulties that might accompany an increase in perfectionism. We believe that the growth, they say, in perfectionism that we've observed offers the potential to explain some of the heightened prevalence of serious mental illness. At the very least, increases in perfectionism make for a compelling backdrop to these other trends. So if you saw the social dilemma, right? Oh, I forgot we watched that. So crazy. If you've not seen this, it's on what Netflix? Netflix. I mean, it. It shows that the people who even created social media won't use social media because they know how unbelievably harmful it is to all of us. <clears throat> so that's God, I want to watch that again. Yeah, me too. Well, because like, but but then again, we're not willing to make changes, right? Again, what? my business is directly linked I know. to my social. If it wasn't, if I wasn't, in that space, I would not be using it. I know. It's so tough. Like, I'm so glad Kevin got off of it. And I think he's a much happier human. Mm-hmm. Like, much happier. So Because nothing, I mean, someone said something once that I was like, oh, damn. Like, when do you ever feel good getting off Instagram? Ever. What do you mean? Like, do you ever feel better after you are on, scrolling on Instagram for hours? Like, oh, great question. It was just not put right. 100% right. So, so yeah, like, do you ever feel good? Yeah, when you're done scrolling on Instagram, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Do you feel better or worse? Mm-hmm. That's a great question to ask yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it affects me that much. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, For a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus, having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully, our jobs and everything in between. But it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. But I feel like you're good at you. You aren't poking around and looking at other people's stuff, really. You like, you'll get on, post something, and then get off. You don't really spend. I'm time in and on out there. only because I don't want to spend a lot of time on there. But also, I'm not someone who's really envious of other people. And if I have a moment of envy, I do use it, like we've talked about on the show, as a guide to say, "Oh, I want a little bit more of that." Um, but I'm not someone who is that affected in that way? Sometimes when people are all on vacations, like over the summer, I was like, I wish I was on vacation. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> that one I think was like bothering me. I was like, everyone's in Italy except for me. <laughs> except for me. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's just generally toxic for most people. And I really wish I wasn't on it for so many reasons too. I just think it takes up so much time and I, you know, Oh, it just, it, it also, what I've noticed recently, because I've tried to be, I'm not really on mine that much. Yeah, I mean, you stopped, you said, right? Yeah, because I was finding, it was just, it just it never made me feel good. And it also just like totally would bring my head into a different place. And it would take me like at least five or 10 minutes to like regroup and be like, wait, what was I doing? Mm. It, it like, it's not doing anything for me. And mine isn't like yours, right? Mine's not a business. Like I would rather put energy into better togethers or, you know, I don't know. So for me, it's like I post stuff if it's, you know, meaningful to me or like, I think it would bring a smile to someone's face, but yeah, I stopped just, you know, mindless scrolling because I I really try hard not to. Yeah. Cause I'm like, nah, why? Yeah. Or like mindless posting too. Right. Like, yeah, it's it's such a strange world where everyone's a supermodel now. I know. <laughs> I know. I Everybody's know. like, look at me and my selfie and I'm my duck lips. And <laughs> let, like, me, let me edit this. And so, you're like, why? Yeah, I, I don't understand. It's so sad. Honestly, I wish Instagram, I say this often, I wish Instagram was how it used to be when I was in college when it first came out. Man, I was posting pictures of the stupidest, my loaf of bread, my like foot. I don't like... We posted the most random... That was like Twitter in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, the best. Yeah, here's my breakfast. Yeah. Here's a random quote. Like, and we still do that now, but it's just still, it has to be like perfect. Now it's gotten so perfect. Yep. 
like so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, like now I even feel the pressure to have a vibe on the page in terms of like a color, right? Right. right. Motif where just having like happy, normal pictures. Oh no, not enough. Like it has to have its vibe and you've got to use this, you know, vintage filter to make it look cool and have a, like a look that's consistent. Yeah. And, and it's just like, no thanks, but what are you going to do? Um, any benefits, um, to perfectionism? So let's look at this. The first thing that says, no. (laughs) (laughs) How good was that? (laughs) That's awesome. I was really expecting them to say something else. (laughs) When we turn to perfectionism's ostensibly adaptive qualities, such as meticulousness and diligence, we are often confusing it with useful qualities such as conscientiousness. It's important to differentiate between perfectionism and more desirable traits like conscientiousness, perseverance, and diligence. So, um, I think that's really important because yeah, perfectionism, it's like, well, I'm going to work harder at making sure that everything is, you know, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, but that's diligence, not perfectionism. Right. Right. When you're really focused and you're really conscious of what you're doing. I think perfection just brings like that more negative energy with it, right? You're diligent. Like you said, you're focused, you're, you know, on top of it versus like, oh, this has to be perfect. I think you want a different outcome when you're diligent versus when you're striving to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I would say so. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like there's definitely an unhealthy level of perfectionism that I have dealt with my whole life. Well, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know how I think it's a rare person who can do what you or like any celebrity does and you're in the spotlight and like not crumble. I mean, we see, that's why we see the downfall of all these people and all these stars because they are constantly critiqued and judged and shamed and whatever it is. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you not try and be perfect? And then there really isn't perfect. Like, like our quote said, perfectionism isn't real. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how, you guys stay afloat. I really don't like, and so I think you've done an incredible job with like keeping a very good, healthy head on your shoulders. Cause I don't know how I couldn't do it. No way in hell. No way. Yeah. Do you, when you look back, do you think of like, were there times that you, cause I feel like you've always been just so like, you have been like light and you didn't really care. Were there times that you were like, you really cared and you had to really work on it. No, I guess I just don't, I never really was aware of it like I am now. But, um, like, I, it's hard to explain. Like, I, you know, I think I definitely didn't care because I had a lot of confidence, um, or enough confidence to not care, right? Like I had a boss who, who would tell Kevin, like, she doesn't even care. She's got a huge ass and she doesn't even care, right? <laughs> You're like, you right, I don't. Um, <laughs> that wouldn't fly these days, I guess, with people. <laughs> but like, it flew with me and it's fine. I don't care. Yeah. He was, you know, we were friends. But um, but that was like before big asses were like cool. <laughs> but like, I didn't care. I was like, this is who I am. It is what it is. Um, so it's it's a strange thing. 
because I think that's where polarity comes into play, right? Like you can be both things. Mm, and yeah. and like Deepak says, we're a lot of different things. So yeah, sometimes, so I guess like there were elements in which I was confident and I didn't care. And then there were elements where I wasn't confident and I did care. And trying to make sense of that is really hard. But I know that um, with Brian and my work with Brian Mahan, who we've had on the show, um, the somatic expression expert, I'm trying to um, unwind some of this stuff so that it's not ruling my roost, right? Like Kevin's always like, Maria, it doesn't all have to be an A plus. B minuses are just fine. Totally. But who tells you that in life, <laughs> right? No Your parents are telling you, you got to get the A plus mm-hmm. or at least the A. Mm-hmm. They see a B minus and they look at the report card and they go, why? Yep. What happened here? Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're trained to only <clears throat> look at metrics. Oh, yeah. And... So, um, or like, I remember when I went to the Miss Teen USA pageant, this is kind of a silly example, but it's actually real. Um, I remember I was a little thicker than most girls <laughs> and, or as Snoop said, I was thicker than a snicker. Thank you, Snoop. Thank you, Snoop. Um, and so I remember going to Miss Teen USA and, and I was just like eating up a storm before, like no big deal. Whereas most girls are like you know, really following a rigid diet because they're going to go compete in swimsuit competition. And I was like, oh, they're going to like me for me. (laughs) Not thinking about the fine kind of um, details of this where the scores are like an accumulation, right? So like one score in one category, if it's low, is going to knock you down and not make you get into the top 12, where then you are maybe going to have that chance to shine and they'll pick you over just your swimsuit scores, right? Because at some point, once you make it, you compete in the next level of swimsuit and then that's over with. It's just who you are but um, and how well you do in the interview portion. So I remember thinking, oh, they're going to like me for me. I don't care about dieting. I'm not going to diet. And then we get to the Miss Teen USA competition and they have these comfort suites on every floor. So you could go in and get candy and chips and all this stuff. And I had grown up poor and deprived of all that stuff. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) this is amazing. And I like corrupted so many girls. I'm like, let's go to the suite. (laughs) And we'd go to the suite and we'd eat everything. And then they wanted to kill me later. And some took a, you know, different path before the show started. That was kind of shocking to me where I was like, whoa, this really happens. Okay. And, um, and yeah, they, they might've liked me, but I didn't make top 12. I tied, I think it was for 13 because my swimsuit competition scores were so low. That like still, I, that like makes me angry. Why? I, that, that's like still a thing. Like that they judge based off of swimsuit scores. Well, it's a part of it, right? It's like interviews, swimsuit, evening gown. But it still makes me angry. Yeah, but that's just what it is, and that's what you sign up for. Yeah, I just think that that's so sad. Like, like Miss America got rid of it. Yeah, I remember that recently, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think is probably a good thing because, like, why do we have to look good and perfect in our swimsuits? Like, well, right, that's I don't look saying. perfect yeah. in my swimsuit now. You're gonna see cellulite. Like, I'm walking around in these shorts. Do you know how much <clears throat> unperfecting I had to like do or deperfectionizing? I mean, 
<laughs> deperfectionisming <laughs> me. I'm creating a word. I love that. To walk around with shorts that are a little shorter than I'm usually comfortable with, where I'm like, oh, you can see a little cellulite here. You see a little cellulite right. there. But now I'm like, no, you have to get past this shit. It doesn't matter. And someday you're going to wish you wore those because you're going to look worse later. <laughs> like shit's only right. going to keep going south. Do you well, know how many people look back now at their photos when they're younger and they're saying, why did I hate my body so much? It looked so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, here's my thing. Who, who defines what's, a, what's perfect? Exactly. Like, yeah. What? <clears throat> well, think about this. Oh. So the good thing about social media, I think, is it started to give celebrities the power to have their own platform, their own followers, their mm-hmm. own voice. Yeah. So it was something that we were watching when I was hosting E! News. It's like, they didn't really need to come to us at E! News anymore because they could release something on their Instagram. Hey, mm-hmm. guess what, guys? I have a new show coming out to their 3 million to 20 million to 50 million people. Why did they need to come do an interview with us when right. we were getting like maybe a million people watching? <laughs> anyway. Um, and what that's done is it's given people more and more power. So now there's so many new standards or so many like glass ceilings that have been broken or however you want to put it. This is one of the observations I had recently with Kevin, no longer because of the new movements in body positivity, no longer will you see a magazine do the whole 40 stars with cellulite on the cover. Oh my gosh. That was the worst. Do you know how terrified we all were to get snapped the wrong way and end up in those magazines? I could only imagine. And so... And me, even with like my kind of like, I don't care level, you still didn't want to be in there. It wasn't like, oh, this is, you know, the thing to do. So now that doesn't happen anymore because all of these magazines are terrified to, to get the backlash of that. Well, I remember, I think it was recently that one, one of those magazines, maybe last year, whatever, had posted something about Julianne Hough that wasn't like, she didn't give them the rights to, and she went off on her Instagram and I remember they had to apologize. I don't remember exactly what it was. Hmm. It was some body thing. And she was like, by the way, I never said this. And they, and it went like viral on Instagram. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm, they had to be like, yeah, okay, <clears throat> sorry. So I love that. I'm like, yeah, get out of yeah. here. So they're, get out of here, Star. Know, it's not like it's all bad, but yeah, that's something that's been good. Um, so some things we can do to help manage perfectionism <clears throat> I think wear those short shorts anyway. What? Dang uh, right. Huh. Um, understand that failure is not weakness. Practice self-compassion. Redefine your goals. Ooh, I like that one. I like that one too. Know that done is better than perfect. And that's what Kevin always says. So for me, even like with this show, I had to like, I had to be perfect. I got to do this. I got to do this. He's like, Maria. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> 
you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Just go. Just chill. Just sit on the couch. Relax. B minus is fine. You're fine. I'm like, no, but I have to make sure I give takeaway. It has to be perfect. And so I'm now, it's not that I'm like lowering my standards, is I'm actually being self-compassionate. Right. And giving of myself without taking from myself. Can I tell you my perfectionism thing that I'm still traumatized by growing up? Please. Standardized testing. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I was always, you're stupid because you couldn't, like, get a high enough score on this standardized test or this or that. All the stupid kids went to the state colleges instead of, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Oh, my God. You were one of the stupid kids. I was one of the stupid ones, but I don't think I'm stupid. I think I'm very smart. I think you are, too. Thank you. But, yeah, that was always it. It was really funny. Oh. All the stupid kids went to, what did you call it? To the state schools. (laughs) To Washington. Yeah. To Washington State instead of University of Washington. And that was. You're so funny. No, I'm serious. This is what happened. This is what they would tell us. Wow. Yes. Yes. And that Meanwhile, was- I'll tell you guys, um, I think it was Steven who, you know, Steven, he can be... Um, Steven. He can be Steven. <laughs> and he was like, Kelsey picked up the tech at AfterBuzz faster than anybody we've ever had. Am I crazy? It was you. He said that about, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. I think he was in here. I know because we were like, that's what I'm saying. But I'm like those standardized tests, like, because they told us this was the only way to level or to like measure like if you're intellectual. And I was like, that's baloney because I could talk any of your heads off better than anyone in this room. So (laughs) you can talk somebody's head off. That's for sure. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Sorry, I can't figure out this math problem, but you know, or fast enough for you because you're putting a lot of pressure on me. Anyways. Pythagorean theorem. Go ahead, Kelsey. Not a chance. Not a chance. But yeah, that's where my, I'm, I'm like still traumatized. Five squared. Well, you ask me what that shape is? No, what's five squared? Oh, literally five squared. Um, what is it? Can't, it's Pooja, you can't tell 25. her. 25. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I can do five times five. That's, there you go. Anyways, Pooch, do you have any um, traumatizing memories of perfectionism? Yeah, I was going to say standardized testing too. It's crazy because really? we start in like fourth grade. Like, it's so rude. Yeah, I know. it's rude. It is rude. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it's like, it's the same thing. It's like, you know who did well on like their state tests because like... Everyone's bragging. Yeah, or like these kids like... Would Go be, to highly capable. Right. Or it's crazy. Yeah. Like even I remember... It was like, if I didn't do well on this test in fifth grade, I wasn't going to get placed in the high math in sixth grade. And then when I was in eighth grade, I would not be placed in the math to get high or the high math for ninth grade. Like crazy stuff. Like I was thinking, well, my school, I guess, my grade, whatever. 
my environment was think, like training us to think about high school and college in fifth grade. That's crazy. Like if I wasn't doing well on the standardized test, then I wouldn't be in the accelerated whatever. And then I wouldn't be like going to a good college. It was really That's wild. And I was like, insane. my parents, luckily my parents were not like that. They're like, please relax. You're literally 10. Like, you're uh, not. Did they really? Because your parents yeah. are immigrants, right? They are. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. They... They're just pretty... And they're doctors, so I'm surprised yeah, I just... to hear that they weren't pressuring you to be, like, super A student. I mean, we definitely had expectations. It wasn't, like, slack off and you can't do well. Like, they expected certain grades. and But their whole thing was if they see that we're trying mm-hmm. our best, then they were okay with it. Mm-hmm. They were only mad when they were, like, you're clearly not trying. You're slacking <laughs> off. Like, if yeah. we're getting, you know, you're going to tutoring, whatever it is, and w- if we're going to pay for it and you're not going to use it, like, then we're upset because you're wasting our money and our time okay. and someone else's time. Um, that's when they'd be upset. But Got if it. they saw that we were trying our best and, like, math just wasn't my thing, then math wasn't your thing. But, um, but yeah. Math was, math was just a harder thing. A harder thing, harder exactly. Thing. I had a tutor exactly. for math, too. Yeah, math. So crazy. I even talk about like my school is just kind of crazy. I think like I took geometry in eighth grade and that was like a 10th grade class for most people. No, ma'am. Like it's and but that was mm-hmm. like half my grade was in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't an unusual crazy thing. Wow. So it might have just been my East Coast environment. I know it's a little different than other places. It's a little fast paced, a little bit more academically driven and focused. I was really good at English. I can that was that. my that was my strong suit. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And now and now you write rundowns and now there you, you go. Blog, yeah. So standardized testing. No thanks. No. No thank you. Yeah, I was always like two years behind everybody in standardized testing and reading and comprehension because I didn't speak English going to school. So that was really hard. I was always playing catch up. But if I didn't have that. Well, cause like, and I always have felt in life that I was always behind everyone and having to work 10 times harder. Mm. And that's definitely a theme in my life. Right. As you see, I'm generally working 10 times harder, just yeah. always. Yeah. Um, Do you think it comes from that? Stems from that? Probably. But then also, um, I think I had, <clears throat> I had different influences like my dad watching my dad, um, work as hard as he did. And my mom, um, I just learned that that's like life is just working really, really hard. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, definitely always having to like catch up. And then I was like really good. Like I was always on, like I was on honor roll and if I wasn't, it was only cause of math. <clears throat> so I got straight A's and everything else. And then I was in like advanced classes mm-hmm. But um, I remember kind of like purposely um, tanking all of that so that I could just be in classes with Alyssa. Oh, I like, yeah. I was scared and I didn't want to be alone. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's it's funny how all of this kind of works. It's It's like it could motivate you to like be your best and get to your highest because if you're not pushed sometimes yeah. – you won't, right? Yeah. You know, if you don't have a little bit of fear, right? I would think there's a, a healthy level of fear that's important. I agree. To keep you in check. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd all be lazy asses. And, you know, what would really truly motivate us, right? Yeah. 
so I think a healthy amount of fear is, is good. But, um, I, you know, for me, it was funny. Like I didn't care about SATs or any of that. I was like, none of this matters where I'm going and what I'm going to do. I just had such a clear vision of it. I didn't know what was going to happen though, (laughs) but I knew. That's so interesting though. I innately knew I didn't have to stress about that. So, um, see, I think for me, like you're saying, just like going exactly off what you're saying, like it, and in the long run, mine is being traumatized initially by it. In the long run, I think it like served me well because like when I, I, I graduated like sum cum laude or whatever the shit that is that you like are in the top percentage of like your college class. Good you. Thank you. And everyone was like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's right. But I loved school and I loved doing well. So I think it did. It pushed me to be like, yeah, okay, everyone. I'm actually smart and I really enjoy this, but I was doing it for myself. Like I didn't do that for anyone else. So I think that that's where the healthy level comes in, right? You can't be doing it for anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but perfectionism isn't healthy according to these people. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really stupid. I don't know why, I know. <laughs> why they train us to think that, right? Because it's absolutely so dumb, so exhausting, so not worth it. Um, and that's why I like certain, I love like the Alicia Keys who, she's awesome. Who just like, are like, yeah, you know what? The voice, I'm going to do no makeup because it's just exhausting and it's so much work and so much time and so much stress. No makeup. And that's it. I just love the renegades. Like I just, I'm applauding them from my, my perfectionist chair. Thank you. (laughs) I think it it goes back to what you're saying. They're so confident. Mm -hmm. Like, or no, by the way, maybe not, but they're doing it anyway. True. Right. Like I always say, like people are like, you're so brave. And I'm like, no, I just push through anyway. Yeah. I'm terrified. Like people Mm -hmm. will be so surprised that I like, my version of walking into a room and your version of seeing me walk into a room, totally different. <laughs> right. Like when I went to that event in Napa, Lisa Bilio was telling me, um, she goes, girl, I can't believe you. <laughs> my horrible accent. Girl, <laughs> I can't believe you You were scared. And I'm like, I was shedding my pants walking into that room, terrified. So like the fir- first day at school kind of thing, new kid on the block. And she goes, you would never have known. And I go, but I was. But I was. And they're like, you walked in with so much like confidence and flair. And I'm like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so you just never know. We just do it anyway. And that's what yeah. separates everybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to push through anyway. Great point. All right. Well, that is it for us today. I hope you now know why perfectionism is stupid. Um Kelsey isn't stupid. Perfectionism is stupid. Kelsey's wicked smart, as wicked we would say smart. in Boston. And um, I hope this week was enlightening and fun for you. And um, as always, thank you guys. And share share the show with your friends who all need to hear this as well, because perfectionism is crippling and we need to eradicate it. Mm-hmm. We get a nuke it. And so it's a process, but even just talking about it and identifying it and even knowing about the three different types is really helpful. So um, if you do not make money on Instagram, it's not your business, really consider getting rid of it. Consider getting rid of it. TikTok right now is still pure. It's fun. It's light. It's just pure fun. So maybe if you want to still feel like you're engaged with your friends and stuff, maybe you would choose a platform like that. I would agree with you. So 
little something to think about. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.